0: the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where dad is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual, real, amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the Fine Print on Ramsey Networks, a podcast-exposing with the fine print taketh away is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Starting off this hour is David in Charlotte. Hi, David. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hey, Dave. So great to talk to you. Um, appreciate you taking my call. Sure. Um, so I'm 53, and me and my wife have been following your philosophy for many years. We are through all the baby steps. We have our house paid off just as about two years ago. And we actually have another house, a rental house, that's totally paid for. Um, great. So we also, yeah, it's, it's great. We are very blessed, and um, I have a great business that I love. Um, here's my question. Um, you know, we have IRAs and Roth IRAs. You know, I say we've been following your philosophy, but the only thing that I can't seem to do is keep money in the stock market. I have made many mistakes, pulling it out, putting it back in. Um, and you know, we've, it's cost us a lot of money. If I would have just kept it in there, we would have been, you know, we would have had a, quite a bit more in our IRAs. And my question is like, do I really, uh, you know, mentally, it's just a problem for me to keep it in there. It's been, I, I want to watch it every day, uh, multiple times looking at it. Um, question is do i really need to have money in the stock market at this
0: point no i mean you could just buy real estate if you want to do that and do whatever you want to do there's no there's no uh, mandate that you do this but uh, well, I, I, would if, IRA, you, I would challenge i would challenge you david that i think what you do need to do is you do need to learn how to um analyze and assess and learn about an investment and then may be able to make a choice to do that investment or not do that investment. Mm Okay. So you bought this rental property, right? Yes. Do you fret about it? No. Why?
1: Because it's not something that can go up and down every day. Yes, it is. Well, you're right. Um, I guess it's, it's just, it's just different for me. It's a tangible thing. I can see it. Um, I get a rent check
0: every month. Um, mm-hmm. but it, you also said a minute ago, you also said a minute ago that if you'd left the money in the market, you would have a lot more now. That's true. Okay. So here's the thing. It, it's always interesting to me that the, the biggest difference in real estate, uh, in actual fact is that it is tangible that you can walk over there and touch the bricks and mortar, and, you know, see if there's weeds in the yard or whatever, right, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that does give us an emotional comfort that is a reasonable observation, okay? Mm -hmm. But what real estate does not do that's different than stock is there is zero guarantees. The only reason that we become emotionally comfortable with real estate is because we are more intimately familiar with its history, with its track record, because we grew up with it. We grew up in that neighborhood. We've been around that neighborhood 20 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of go, well, houses in that neighborhood go up. And even if there was a bump in the road and it went down a little bit, I'm not going to panic because generally houses in that neighborhood are, been, are worth a lot more than they were 20 years ago. And I'm just – even though that might have been a weekly or a monthly thing or even a annual thing where it was a little soft or a little bad, no need to panic because I'm good with the long-term track record, Right. Mm -hmm. I would challenge you that you should be able to do the same thing with the stock market. Now, if you don't want to, I'm not going to be mad at you, but this is an intellectual Mm -hmm. exercise. In other words, learning something new that you don't know today. Because if you could internalize the historical data on the stock market by sitting with a smart vista pro and learning and looking at this i've got one mutual fund that's 80 something years old it's only had like 10 or 15 down years out of 80 years it's got a 12.2 average annual return for 80 years that's more safe than your rental house right statistically mathematically right but you got to get that down in your heart so you quit looking at the freaking charts every day. I don't look at right. my mutual funds any more often than I look at my real estate. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not right, trying right, to yeah. say you're stupid for not doing this. If you can't get comfortable, stop doing it, okay? Mm-hmm. But I think as a part of your personal growth plan, you demanding of yourself that you learn something new, Would be, you just need to study this market a little bit, this market, this stock market thing a little bit more. So, if you want to pull it out and say, I'm not going in for three more years, but I am going to meet with my Smart Vester Pro who has the heart of a teacher, and I'm going to get comfortable because of knowledge. Uh, My people perish for lack of knowledge, the Bible says. Mm. So, it's just
2: knowledge gives you calmness. Yeah, on top of the perspective of looking back at the stock market for 40 years and going, oh, the S&P 500, some serious appreciation there with just a few dips. I feel good about this over the long term. So we talk about how the only people that get hurt on the roller coaster are the ones who jump off early. And you jumped off early a whole bunch of times, and that hurt, and you don't want to go back on that roller coaster. But like Dave's saying, if you meet with a smart investor Pro and they outline all this for you, you're going to go, Okay, I feel good about getting that Roth IRA back up and going, investing in good growth stock mutual funds diversified across four types. We're not talking about single stocks that are super volatile. I agree, don't do that. But if you're talking about the stock market in general, it's a safe bet over the long term.
0: Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing, David. If you are 100% going to jump in and out of it, stop doing it because you're going to lose money. Okay? Just stop, stop and go on and do something else you know, and go buy some real estate and there, but I I just, when I bump into something like that, there's two kinds of fear that we all have, me included. I have fear of things that I should be afraid of. I don't need to touch a hot stove. I don't need to stand in the middle of the interstate with 18 wheelers coming by. Okay. That's a, that's a good fear. It saves your life because the data that around that fear is that, You know, if you're not afraid, you're going to get killed, okay, or burned or whatever, right? So, but the other kind of fear is false evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R, okay? And that is, I just don't know yet. It's like the first time I, I'll never forget, and I've told this story on the air a hundred times. My dad gives me the keys to the car. That was dumber than a rock. I was 12 years old, said move the car around back. Well, it was a long time ago. We had gravel driveway. So I got in the car, 12 years old, started the car, and stepped on the accelerator all the way to the floor. Oh boy. I just about dug a ditch in the driveway with those back tires spinning on that gravel driveway. Does that have any idea what I was doing? And, and, you know, when you first learn to drive, you're freaking out because you don't know what you're doing. But now you drive with your knees, and people put on their makeup and eat and do calculations and check their Twitter account while they're driving.
2: Dave, I think you still drive like that 12-year-old. You're burning rubber. I've seen you. <laughs>
0: well, that boy lives inside of me. I can tell you that. <laughs> personality is my co-host today let me ask you a question when you think of a millionaire what kind of job do you picture them having is it some kind of high-powered executive position like a VP or CEO well here's the thing only 15% of millionaires actually have jobs that are in management positions The reality is the top five careers for millionaires in America are engineer, number one, accountant, number two, teacher, number three, manager, like we said, number four, and attorney is number five. That's just one of the surprising things our team found when we conducted the largest study of millionaires ever done. We talked over 10,000 millionaires to find out who they are, how they are, and how they got there. Our study also made it clear that to become a millionaire, you've got to invest wisely over a period of time, and a big part of that is getting someone in your corner to teach you, not do it for you. My team recommends trustworthy, vetted investing pros from all over the country. We call them Smart Vester Pros. To get in touch with a Vester Pro in your area, go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor and start building wealth today. That's ramseysolutions.com slash smartvester. Paul is in Cincinnati. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Hey, Dave and George. How are you guys doing?
0: Great. How can we help?
3: Um, Just have a question for you. I'm hoping you can speak out of your experience from when uh, you and Sharon hit bottom. Um, I'm wondering how do I make it up to my wife for my financial mistakes and wasteful spending from before we started the baby steps
0: <sighs> well obviously you stop the activity yes sir right um and the yes, more sir. time the more time that elapses from the last time you were stupid the the, the less she's gonna look at it okay like in my case uh, you know 30 years ago uh, Uh, more than 30 years ago, my goodness gracious now, uh, 34 years ago, we filed bankruptcy, okay, and we lost everything. So the stuff that I did in that is still inside of our marriage. It's still inside of our, our psyche. It's still in our spirits, but it doesn't affect her. She's not nearly as afraid today of me doing that same stupid thing as she was one month after I did it. Does that make sense? Right. So time.
3: 80% is behavior change, right, sir?
0: Yeah, time is a great healer is what I'm saying, Uh, as long as you don't keep doing it, right? So, uh, but we used to, you know, we used to say the joke, and it wasn't really a joke, that uh, we not only had an emergency fund, we had an emergency fund for the emergency fund, because Sharon was (laughs) not going to be without money ever again with little kids, because she was without money with little kids. And, uh, you know, she was terrified, Literally, it was not just afraid. She was terrified that we were going to be homeless. Our our water got cut off. Our electricity got cut off. Um, you know, she was terrified. And we had a brand new baby named Rachel and a toddler named Denise. Yeah. And so, yeah, it didn't. It, she didn't. She didn't forget that in a week. Right. How did you earn back her trust? Not doing it again for a long period of time not doing it again right okay yeah. we've uh we're in
3: baby step 2 right now and we're throwing like $4500 per month at our debt um on top of our regular payments and i just you know we just started but today i had to come to my wife again cuz i remembered another mistake that i made that just hit the uh credit card bill yes we've cut up the credit card but i didn't see it till now
0: and uh that wasn't a She's recent mistake. It me. was the it was the discovery of an old mistake. Yes. And you didn't hide it but from her. I'm... You didn't hide it from her. And you didn't you didn't run the debt up last week, right? No. Okay. No, you just, sir. You just didn't see the bill until you found it the other day. And you bring it to your yes, sister. Sir. That and... that shouldn't count against you. Okay. And the other it, thing is this, we don't think... make we quit making decisions by ourselves. Sharon and I did right we make decisions together and so we don't spend money or make big financial decisions without both of us being in agreement on that now the definition of big as our life has gotten big is different okay but uh i mean if she goes and buys something now that you know with our current income it's a different version of big right but uh but but we don't. But we're not going to do something that's going to interfere in in the in the li- in our lives or have a weight that we don't discuss it and do it together. And you guys, you you and Whitney been doing that since you started your relationship.
2: Oh yeah, I mean I met her here at Ramsey, so it was easy to be on the same page. But that level of open and honest communication, I mean that's great marriage advice and it's great money advice. And the more honest you are, and the less things she's discovering, uh, the better it's going to be for the long term. And like Dave said as time goes on, there's going to be more trust that is built there, which means there's going to be less of the, the guilt and shame that you're feeling right now, which it sounds like he's, he's beating himself up over these mistakes. And I want him to look to the future. The more she sees some sacrificing, wanting to get out of debt, communicating, I think this will dissipate. Well, yeah.
0: And back to the working together thing that you were talking about, that's really, that's another element of it. Okay. Because in our case, I made all the decisions. I just did everything. And she Sharon said, was an innocent she said, bystander. She, she just, it all happened to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so now we do a budget and she is, if something screws up, it's half her fault because she had a vote. She knew we were doing it. If something goes bad, she does not get an I told you so anymore because it's, we did it together.
2: They're shared And ownership. so she
0: has a sense of, it gives her a level of trust because she is involved in the decision making. mm She's speaking into the budget, okay, rather than it happening to her. And that increased her trust as well. So So time time heals all, not repeating the mistakes, obviously full disclosure, uh, full authenticity, uh, lots of communication, and she now has a vote. Mm. And so then she doesn't get to gripe if something goes wrong, you know, because we made this decision together. It was a dumb idea. I know. We did it together. We're dumb together. You know, and we've done some stuff since we went bankrupt. And we look back on it and we go, God, that was stupid. But at least we were together stupid. You know, it wasn't like I did it and then she can point her finger because she's a genius and I'm an idiot. You know, we can't do that anymore. I'm like, hey, we were fellow idiots in that one. We were fellow geniuses in the other one, you know. And that—that share the wins, you share the losses. Yeah, but it, and that is the beauty of the budget. We don't talk about that enough. Is because a lot of spouses like to stand in the sidelines and throw grenades over on the one working on the budget and trying to get the money done. Well, if you just get that over there straightened out, they stand over there on the side and look over the fence and yell about it instead of getting back in the middle of it and actually fixing yeah, the freaking problem. quarterback. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. It does away with the "I told you so" or the grenade throwing from the neighbor's yard or whatever you want to call it. Uh, You both are making the decision. These are two grown-ups. One of you doesn't get to whine and go, my husband won't let me. My wife won't let me. It's time to be a freaking grown-up. You know, sign your name on the same line with everybody else on this budget. We are deciding what we are doing. And it gets rid of all this, I'm your daddy, I'm your mommy, not your husband or wife. Thing. And he doesn't have that, the guy calling. He's, no. he's not got any of that. He's just trying to recover from the emotions of all the mistakes and, like you said, the guilt and the shame. But
2: the p- powerful part is, like, Financial Peace University, a byproduct of that is you get on the same page because you have shared language and shared goals. And yep. a lot of couples have that for the first time.
0: Exactly. When they start doing a budget, we have had so many people going through Financial Peace University that says save their marriage. And we're like, dude, it was not a marriage class. We didn't mean to
2: make a marriage class. It it didn't mean
0: to make a marriage class. But we forced them to be in agreement. We forced them to have both have a vote to have the dignity of speaking into their future as a grown-up instead of being enabled or caretaking or princesses or princes or whatever it is. Whatever the crap goes on in in people's dysfunctional marriages, right? Mm. And so we're forcing them to back do this together. We're also forcing them to come into agreement on what their fears are and what their dreams are. And that will force you to have an awesome
2: marriage. Yeah. And Every those mistakes, it's a part of your story, but it doesn't define you. Your bankruptcy doesn't define you, but it's a part of your story. No, it's and so- how I
0: learned not to be quite as stupid.
2: Your identity isn't stupid. You've just done some stupid stuff. I got a Ph.D. in DUMB. I graduated. That's one less than Deloney. You're almost there.
0: (laughs) This is the Ramsey Show. personality is my co-host we invite you to stop by ramsey solutions if you're in the nashville area we have a big visitor center we do the show on the glass and so you can watch the zoo animals inside the glass doing our thing and uh, we're here for three hours every afternoon from one to four central time there's free coffee and free cookies and It all smells good and tastes good and nice people around. There's usually 50 to 200 folks hanging out out here. And on the lobby, in the lobby, on the debt-free stage, Colin and Julie are joining us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, 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 Dave, Dave, how How are are you? Where do you guys live? Gainesville, Georgia. Ah, the swamp. All right, very cool. Well, welcome to Nashville. Good to have you. How much debt have you paid off?
2: 136 and 41 months
0: way to go and your range of income during that time 118 to 138 yep cool what do you guys do for a living
2: i'm an engineer and colin's a realtor
0: ah very good very good how long y'all been married three years so you started this journey a little bit before marriage each of you working on yours and then combine incomes and get after it huh correct all right so all this happened i guess after college so yeah. what kind of debt was this? Student loans or what? It's a mortgage. You paid Whoa. off your house. Oh my gosh, and you've been married three years? How old are you guys?
4: I'm thirty one and she's twenty nine. Oh my God- goodness.
0: Wee, Get out this of is here. awesome. You're so weird. <laughs> way to go 31 and 29 so what's this house worth mr realtor right now we could probably hawk
4: it for 330 if we wanted to but we're uh, we're renovating so
0: not yet <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> wow all right tell me how you become a genius this early in life what happened what's the deal
4: well julie's the genius uh i'm just uh, i'm just the voice behind everything but uh, <laughs> she's she's the brains behind the operation and uh we had started the journey in 2018, we bought our home in 2017, but we were Dave-ish, and then we were both working second shift and had no social life, so we were like, well, what are we going to put this money towards? So, uh, we just started the journey and uh, decided to get after a goal. We're very goal-oriented. Yeah, I guess so. we so got two great key.
2: careers and very cool. When you don't have a social life, you can pay off the house. That's <laughs> the, There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. So, did you guys start your marriage off debt-free?
4: Well, uh, so... Three years into it, so we didn't have any debt except for the mortgage whenever we got married. Right.
2: Yeah. just the mortgage. That's amazing. So uh,
0: how did you guys uh, learn this whole Ramsey stuff?
4: Julie was uh, the one that got us on board. I was very tough to get going at first. And then uh, once we started seeing how quickly we could attack it whenever we set our mind to it, it was was awesome. Uh
2: Wow. Were you a realtor at the time?
4: I started off in logistics, and we decided that wasn't for me, and moved to real estate. And you know, first two years, you know, is the roller coaster, of course. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. things have started looking looking great, and uh, so that's where we're at now.
0: Well, wow. way to go, you guys! You're impressive. This is amazing. I mean, you did this really fast, really early, and just knocked it out. House and how's it feel to not have a payment in the world? Pretty weird. Yeah. Changes It changes the way you handle yourself when you're selling a piece of real estate. It certainly does. I encourage all my clients to knock it out as soon as they can. Yeah. But, I mean, you just, when you don't have any payments, you don't have to make the sale. Right. And so you just think about them, you do the right thing, and it ends up you end up making more sales because you're just relaxed.
2: You're not desperate.
4: Yeah. And, you know, I'm put on this earth to serve people, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't care about their commission. I just want to help them.
0: Yeah. And and now
4: you really don't have to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I care about the commission, yeah. So what was it like making that final payment? Was it anticlimactic or was it everything you hoped for?
4: little anticlimactic it took them you know weeks to send us that that letter uh, payoff but, letter yeah but we did do a mortgage burning party which yeah. nobody knows about anymore and uh we had a champagne battle in our front yard
2: oh that's <laughs> fun yeah. uh, it was photos. colin's dream to put on our scuba mask and do this <laughs> this is a great you gotta go watch on youtube because this is hilarious oh this is yeah. great Who the neighbors? And the fam- is that
0: family gathering around what is
4: that L- yeah a lot of family a couple neighbors and uh but julie definitely won the champagne battle she uh I started off strong and she just came in and just absolutely blasted me in the face with well it. you're
0: messing with an engineer All i right. mean come on yeah. she had this figured out
4: i should have known better yeah that's it
2: <laughs> wow so did your family and friends think you guys are weird but we're on board we're happy for you
4: yep so our parents were huge cheerleaders throughout and you know our, a lot of our friends were kind of scratching their heads and uh and but we knew what we wanted and you know more than anything we wanted to get that done so we could renovate the home and uh and, and that kind of thing yeah yeah, what are you doing? What's the renovation? So right now we're in the middle of the master bathroom, and uh, mm-hmm. so we just got to tile that up now. And uh, but yeah, we're we're excited, and uh, we've just found out we're having a baby. We're doing November.
0: Woo! Hey! Uh, yeah. hey, Life is great. Yeah, oh so, man!
4: So I got I got a remodel. I got a November sixth date. that I, I got to get
0: everything done by. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now we have a new That's goal. Good. Oh yeah, yeah gotta I have a deadline. It. Way to go, you guys! Life is so good. So uh, one of the things we found in the uh, millionaire study that we did, studying ten thousand millionaires, the number one uh, occupation that becomes a millionaire is engineer. And so here we go. You're just because you're process people and you get it, you know. And real estate agents that are goal-oriented like this, oh, they fall yeah. right in there, too. So that that's uh, non-goal-oriented real estate agents. Now, that's a different story. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well done, you guys. We're proud of you. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is?
2: To appreciate what you have, yeah. your people and your things. Right. And uh, also combine your finances, mm-hmm. build Ab- trust.
4: Absolutely got to have the same checking account. And mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got to be on board. And, mm-hmm. you know, transparency and... And uh, we've never been ones to keep up with the Joneses, and so that was a, a, a definitely a helping factor. You know, we don't spend money if we don't have to. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Good.
2: Good for you. Well done, you guys. Sharp young couple. Yeah. This is inspiring. I'm seeing a trend here, Dave. We're going to see more people in their 20s and early 30s paying off their homes, which means more millionaires earlier. I think we're stirring up a ruckus, George. I like this. What <laughs> if we could make the government irrelevant? Uh, That's a goal. I can get behind that. There we that. go. I,
0: I'm, I'm with this all <laughs> You the guys
2: way. are amazing.
0: Way to go, you guys. Way to go. Very good. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story for sure. And also, a copy of the Total Money Makeover for you to give away to somebody. Maybe you'll inspire one of your buddies to actually follow in your footsteps. You never know when they see you out in the front yard of scuba masks and champagne. They oh, want to know good. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so that's good stuff. And also, we're going to send you a, or give you a gift card for Financial Peace University and the Every Dollar Premium and a Ramsey Plus subscription for a year and all of that tied in, and um, you can give that to somebody and get them started, or you guys can go through it as well, and good stuff, very good stuff. And congratulations on the new baby on the way. That's just awesome. Life is good. Very, very cool. Good for you guys. Colin and Julie, Gainesville, Georgia, 29 and 31 years old. They have a $330,000 house that is paid for. $136,000 Four. 136000 in debt paid off in 41 months, making 118 to $138. had not even been married 41 months and been working on it. Excellent. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt
2: free. Yeah! Wow! yeah. Wow. Our millionaire study found the average millionaire pays off their home in 11 years. And so these folks right here, above average, did it in 31 months,
0: 41 months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, here's the thing. If you're out there and you're stumbling on this show for the first time or the sixth time, there's a reason we do this. These are actual real people. We don't tell them what to say. Um, the matter of fact, they flew or drove to Nashville from Florida to stand on the stage, to have that moment, that milestone and scream in front of. You know 22 million people on podcast radio and YouTube and, and have a moment there because they wanted to inspire you they want you to know you can do it and you know what you can do it and if you think you can or you think you can't you're right that's what Henry Ford said and I think he was on to something this is the Ramsey show For the day John 15:5. I am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and I in you you will bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing. Helen Keller said we can do anything if we stick to it long enough. Open phones here at 888-825-5225 George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host Justin is in South Bend Indiana. Hi Justin how are you? I'm doing great, Dave.
3: It's a pleasure to talk to you.
0: You too. What's up?
3: So my wife and I, um, you know, we are uh, planning to build. We were trying to get on this housing um, boom here and sell our home. And there's definitely a lot of things that I was finishing up. And I wanted to make sure we were going to give somebody a good home. Um, so I had a lot of things I wanted to finish, make sure it was good to go. And now I kind of feel like we missed the boat. Um house has been on the market for uh, about two weeks, um, 10 days with a realtor, um, so no activity at all, and I just
0: am very concerned, and I don't know what to do from okay. here. Um, so when you sell it, where are you moving? Uh, so we're actually going to move in with uh, my
3: in-laws. Uh, we're going to end up building, um, and I'm going to do majority of that myself.
2: So. Sounds like a long journey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it is do the in-laws know that
3: (laughs) yes they do
0: thankfully they're willing to take us in (laughs) so how long does this project take do you think
3: uh so it'll probably take at least a good 10 to 12 months um yeah okay and you're you're going to be the general contractor yeah i'm going to be the gc um and i have a few good friends that are going to help me with a lot of electrical and plumbing um so i'm hoping to save you know quite a bit of money going that route
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay good that sounds fun all right um so yeah, been, uh you've had zero lookers zero lookers why um, yeah what do you think I, the problem I'm not is not entirely yeah you do what I really do you what do you, you think is wrong with the house is it priced too high or is it ugly <laughs> i don't think it's ugly personally yet, i've done most of the work
3: so <laughs> um what does you your know, realtor yeah, think really good uh, she told us that we have really good curb appeal. Um, mm-hmm. She thought it was a good home, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess what's really discouraging is our neighbors next door sold in four days. This was about four or five weeks ago. Now they sold in about four days. And what did it Tracks sell for? Ship definitely
0: What is three hundred three? Three hundred three thousand. And yours is listed for what? Yes, sir. Two ninety. Okay. And what was their square footage? Uh, it's eleven hundred, I believe it was. And yours is. Ours
3: is uh, eighteen hundred, including the finished basement.
0: So you have almost twice the size house for less money, and have not had a single looker. No, sir. Did your realtor actually put it in MLS? Is there a sign uh, in yeah, the front yard? it shows. Is this yeah, is this an, an ELP? The is, this, yard. is your real estate agent a Ramsey ELP?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Apparently not. Okay. Can you hire the other the neighbor's realtor? Because clearly they did a good job uh yeah i definitely
3: could look into that i guess um that's why i'm calling you because i don't know exactly what the the problem is i don't either
0: i'm hearing more i'm hearing a better buy i mean you're 75 cents on the dollar per square foot of the house next door um and you're almost twice as large and you're for less money i mean Mm -hmm. there's nothing i hear that did
2: you get professional photos done was it staged properly
0: uh yeah, we got professional photos done. Um, you're not you're not you're staged. not under construction on any of your projects.
3: No sir, no. But that's why we kind of listed it. I feel a little late because I wanted to make sure everything was and done. It's not down late. I the mean, the market didn't street. in
0: the last two weeks. The market in South Bend, Indiana, didn't just stop. That just didn't sure. happen. Okay. Yeah. So something else is going on. I don't know what it is, but I mean, the okay. real the real estate market has slowed down versus three months ago. But, um, mm-hmm. but your neighbor's sale indicates the market's still fairly lively, yeah, yeah so I don't if, know I don't, don't know what to it, tell you the real estate yeah. agent has no idea. they've got no input.
3: uh, no, they were at a loss as well, um, and we're just kind of at a standstill uh, and I just I'm not sure if we should lower the price or keep
0: it the same or no, I don't think i mean if if the house next door is any kind of comparable sale at all. I mean if it's any mm. indicator you're not overpriced. Agreed? Okay.
2: I don't uh, think yeah. price is the problem here. I think we need to look into the other factors with the real estate agent okay. and really start to make some tweaks and see if it changes the ball the ball game at all.
0: Yeah, I mean it's only been 2 weeks. Okay. That's not bad. It only takes one buyer, but oh my goodness. Yeah. Um Yeah, it, that yeah. I'm with you. That's a little bit uh I, I, I'm not freaking out that the overall economy has completely fallen in the dumper since your neighbor's house sold 14 days ago, and you you missed the one little moment in time you could have sold your house. It's not not that's just not true. That's not that didn't happen. Okay, so but the market is slowing, and there is lots of uh, bad economic news on the TV. But that does not mean suddenly all the buyers went away. They did not. People are selling houses sure. like crazy out there. So um yeah. all across America to this day. So I don't I don't know. I I that's interesting. Um there's something in this conversation I don't know that uh, that there's a piece of information I'm missing that's that
2: I just don't think lowering it by 5 grand is going to no, cause No, no I would not lower the
0: price. I might change the real estate agent if they can, if they have absolutely no input. Uh, I mean, if your real estate agent sold 50 60 houses last year, they would, you know, I, I'm afraid you've got a new a newbie. But if you don't have a newbie, if you've got a a stud that's high-octane that's doing a lot of work, then maybe we just give it a little time, just let it sit and watch watch it a little bit and see. But that's a little weird. I don't disagree with you. Strange. Strange. If you want to get the people that we recommend, they're called Ramsey Trusted Endorsed Local Providers. These are all high-octane, high performers, sell a lot of houses, or they don't get in our program. We will not endorse somebody that doesn't do a lot of volume if you want to find out who that is, just click on that. Call them and ask them for an opinion. You can just call them and talk to them. Click on them at um, RamseySolutions.com and ELP for real estate. And, you know, you put in your zip and your street address and all that kind of junk, and it'll pop right up and give you a couple different people to pick from in your area. David is with us in Tucson. Hi, David. Welcome
5: to the Ramsey Show. Thank you, gentlemen. And I know time's short, so I'll jump straight to it. Good. Uh, Doing retirement income planning on old assumptions and all of a sudden, some of those assumptions are changing. So my plan's always been to wait till 70 for social security uh, for the 8% per year boost and my full retirement age is about two months away. And suddenly I realized with inflation, colas aren't likely to be one or 2%. They're likely to be six to 8%, which pretty much makes up the difference. I can also. I'm still working. I can divert up to twenty-seven thousand dollars a year into a traditional 457B, uh, as we discussed earlier today. You can buy that on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, social security is only taxable at 85 percent instead of 100 yeah, percent. So
0: your question, am what? I missing something,
5: or is it time? Your, 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 to your
0: questions, what? Jump? What, do you, what do you want to do?
5: Am I missing something, or does retire or claiming social security at full retirement age just make more sense than it ever did?
0: Claiming Social Security now instead of 70 because the economy is down right now.
5: Well, the cola makes up the loss of maybe. waiting for the delayed credit.
0: Yeah, maybe if it didn't, if it doesn't adjust it more. I mean, cola's, right. not, COLA's not out yet on the and, and it's usually not gonna It's going to self-correct over time uh, because your inflation rate, hopefully, is not going to stay at this. Because I don't believe that we're going to leave people in office that continue to do the stupid butt stuff that they're doing. So, um, yeah, I, um, no, no, I don't, I think you, I think your original plan is the plan you stick with. Um, I, I cause I don't think you're going to see the inflation numbers stay up there long enough to make sure your plan activates the way you're talking about. Your new plan activates the way you're talking about. So I, I think your old plan is just fine. Uh, I, I'm again, I'm, try not to make permanent decisions on temporary data Mm. and that's what this feels like but hey thanks for the call it's an interesting question george good show today appreciate it austin ben zach andrew james in the booth well done gentlemen i am dave ramsey your host we'll be back with you before you know it in the meantime remember there's ultimately only one way to financial peace and that's to walk daily with the prince of peace christ jesus
2: Do you love a good day brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like Borrowed Future, Not So Fun Fact, America has a $1.6 trillion student loan crisis, and it's out of control. I'm George Camel, host of the Borrowed Future podcast, where we uncover the underbelly of the student loan industry and show you what you can do about it. It'll inspire you to see that it is possible to avoid student loans and graduate college debt-free. Listen to Borrowed Future wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show.